We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. company. Hang on. Two. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Daily Destroyer, the DFS show on the Dynasty Warzone Network. I'm your host, co-host, at FF Tyler O. I do that every time with my man, Lou Dog at Lou Dog Sherman. We are here to break down the main slate on DraftKings. We're talking week 14. We're talking DFS. We're going to be talking a lot of cash with a little bit of GPP sprinkled in like we always do. Lou, good to see you. How you doing? Good. Um, last week was, it, it ended up being like uh, pretty straightforward for cash. Um, different injuries popped up in value that we had, Minshew at 4K as a as a quarterback who you know you're expecting 200 yards, two touchdowns out of which he basically got. Um, and then Sonny Michelle came up; he had about 25 points as well. So like chalk hit. Um, Late GBP chalk. bros Late weren't chalk. as happy. It was higher scoring week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was also late in the week, but things that we somewhat were expecting. I don't know if we expected the Gardner Minshew um, like we did Sony, but. Yes, yeah, it is a pretty decent week, I think, and uh, hoping that this week it, it's a little tougher in a way, but um, I think there's a lot of spots that we'll be able to, to attack. Start a quarterback like we always do. You know, I, I think for cash at the very least, you know, at this point in time, it's tough to talk me out of, of Taysom Hill. He had 27 DK points last week, didn't run in a single touchdown and still had, and had four picks, right? So four picks, no rushing touchdowns. Still has 27 DK points, priced at 5,600. I mean, for cash lineups, I mean, is there another option than Taysom? Really? Um, I against the Jets. Passing. Against the Jets. Well, I mean, one thing we'll we'll talk about is I think salary isn't uh, isn't as tight this week than some other weeks we've had. Um, so, like, you can pay up a little more at quarterback if you wanted to, but. Um, for cash, like you know, what you're getting with Taysom Hill facing the Jets, likelihood of 80 plus rushing yards, probably. Like, it's hard to really expect him to do less than that. I mean, Kamara's gonna be back, but um, just whenever Taysom's QB, he seems to, to run the ball a bunch. So, um, Jets are a team you can easily run on, and it almost he showed it last week, like. It doesn't even matter how bad of a passer he is. It's just the fact that he's passing increases the floor because he's going to be out there. And, he, you know, he runs the ball, say, eight to ten times and passes 25 times even, then he's probably still making yeah, good, and, good value at 5,600. And the thing is, he had less than a 50% completion percentage. He had four interceptions. Didn't matter. A less than 50% completion percentage. Didn't rush in a touchdown. And he had 27 DK points. Like, yeah. that's nuts. I mean, that's just the power of the rushing quarterback. So I think that just hammers home our point of Taysom Hill being the cash lock of the week. Um, but, you know, we like to talk a little bit more than just one quarterback, Lou. So moving on from Taysom Hill being the cash lock of the week, give me another quarterback you're excited about playing. Kind of like if, if you have the money um... – Going up to someone like Josh Allen or, or just Herbert, they're probably my two favorites up there. Um, Josh Allen is in a, a matchup that I think is going to be somewhat chalky as far as ownership-wise, where they're facing the Bucks And coming off of a game that was, uh, I don't know, just like a, an outlier game uh, against the, the Patriots, and maybe people will be somewhat off of it um at least going with Allen maybe they'll go to the Brady side instead but um I think he's in a pretty good spot on a team that 
even in a game where the Patriots didn't want to pass the ball, Josh Allen still had 30 pass attempts. So um, I expect this to be somewhat of a bounce back for him. And I kind of like that. He's 7,800. It's a little expensive, but he does have that rushing floor as well. And then uh, just yeah. to butt in here real quick, I mean, and just to remind folks, like Josh Allen and the Bills, they, they are a pass-first team. They like to pass in neutral game scripts. Their running backs is something to be left to be desired. And I don't think they're a team that's going to necessarily prioritize running the football with their running backs. And that sets itself up well for the Buccaneers who have been a bit of a pass funnel all year long. Like it hasn't been as bad as it was when the season started, but it's still, when you're playing the Buccaneers, it's tough to run the football. It's a lot easier to throw the path of least resistance against the Buccaneers is through the pass. And that is what the bills are trying to do. So just doubling down, adding some information there. I think Josh Allen is a good play if you can get the salary. Yeah. And, um, that might get that might get owned. So that's where I think playing someone like a Herbert is decent. Um, the the nice part with Allen is he has sort of three options that you can stack him with. Um, so that means that even if you play him and he's higher owned, then um, you can change up things like don't play digs or or something like that. Um, but then Justin Herbert, he's at seventy one hundred, which is is back up a little bit, but I mean, he's got such a good floor. This is a great matchup against the giants. Um, he's just, he's the type of guy who, who throws for basically 300 yards every week in a couple touchdowns. So he's um, running. He's running. yeah. Um, he had that one game with 90 rush yards, which I don't think you can expect that, but even a floor of like two, 30. three points from, from yeah. rushing, yeah. um, seems fair for him now. So you're 300 yards, three touchdowns, and um, 20 yards. That's like, what, 15, 20, that's about Things are good. 30 fantasy points. So um, it's, it's good for 7,100, and uh, I, people might be not scared, but uh, we're going to come to it at running backs. Like, Eckler's going to be more chalky this week, so maybe people are going to be less likely to play the Herbert stacks. Um, and that's one way to be a little different, uh, with the injury to Keenan Allen, that might make it a little tighter on your decisions on wide receivers, but it seems like, uh, Mike Williams is going to play early in the week. The thought was they both was not, miss. they were both going to be missing. So now I think with Mike Williams back, yeah, he's been um, testing negative. So things are trending in the right direction. Yeah. So you feel a little more comfortable stacking Herbert now. Um, and I guess we'll see if that is what happens. And, and uh, I kind of like the Herbert stack. And then we were talking about before Russell Wilson, you liked a lot this week. Uh, yeah, and, G- and GPP is more so. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I think that Russell Wilson, he looked bad in his week 12 return from his mouth finger injury. But then last week he went 30 for 37, decent amount of yards. Can't remember exact top of my head. Two touchdowns. He looked better. Like I watched the game. And, you know, I watched week 12 and it was kind of like, ooh, like not Russell Wilson is dust, but like the dude isn't right. Like something was off. But then I watched him in week 13 and I was like, all right, this is the Russell Wilson I know. It's like he's accurate. Things are happening for him. So it's like, so I think like there's, you know, the the, the question that I asked myself and I'm asking you, Lou, is like, is there a Russell Wilson discount here at 6,600? We know what he's capable of. And we also know about the Houston Texans, not a good team, but they're also, again, path of least resistance is throwing the ball on the Houston Texans. So, you know, I think it does open itself up for, um, you know, some a, a decent um, low-owned play in terms of getting Russell Wilson with either a Lockett or a Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's something just to clarify is when, um, when I mentioned Herbert and Allen, that's specifically for, for cash, I think. Um, if you're going to pay up, I would go to those two. Brady is like, Brady's just been getting there every week, but the fact that Allen has the rushing in him, I'd prefer him in a cash setting. Um, but yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is all, is all right with uh, Russell Wilson, like in tournaments, people are somewhat off Russell Wilson. Like, did he lose it? He's had a few bad weeks in there, but like you said, the last couple of weeks, he's looked a little better. Um, we haven't really seen the upside from him, but you're facing the Texans and that's, you can't get really much of a, better matchup so um if there's a week 
or us to see Russ Wilson get 300 yards. Um, this seems like the spot for him to do it. And then one other game I think is interesting. Wanted to get your thoughts. I personally think that this Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys game could go over. I think last time I looked, it was at 48, 48 and a half. I bet the over, I believe at 48. Um, you know, I think both these teams trying to win, like this division is, is not locked up by any means, by any team. Um, and, and they're still in it. So I think this one could turn into a bit of a shootout. And Dak Prescott at 6,700 or possibly Taylor Henneke at 55. Both are intriguing. Your thoughts, Lou? Yeah, uh, the nice part about Heineke is he's right next to Taysom, so you're getting that direct leverage off of him. Uh, we somewhat talked about it earlier, but I I think I'd rather play Heineke than Cam Newton. Um, Fair. I just think he has, if you're playing him, I think you have more options. Like, you can stack him with, with McLaurin, and you're playing them off of Gibson. That's probably going to be pretty chalky, so that's where I kind of like, Heineke and that at that price and then Dak it seems like yeah um usually I feel like if this was week three or something we'd be saying Dak is the cash play so I mean I don't want to say that Dak has lost it or anything now he has all of his pieces back um it seems like a good spot for him and people are going to be off of it that's just more the reason like this is as far as like fantasy points go, playing against Washington has become one of the the best matchups for uh, wide receivers and quarterbacks. So it's like this is a great spot for Dak. So Dak and and Russ in that sort of upper six k range. Um, if people are going to be playing the Josh Allen and, and Tom Brady's of the world, then um, maybe just go in between them and, and taste them and, and pick a, apart some of these guys in that middle there. Pool of three quarterbacks, Lou. New, new Taysom and Taysom Herbert and Josh Allen are my three. Shifting over to the running back position. You know, I think at the top, um, just talk about Austin Eckler right now because I feel like, you know, between injuries and uh, buys off the main slate, Austin Eckler is that top dog at 8,300. Um, I'll toss in Kamara there at 79 because he does have the best matchup in the NFL against the Jets' non existent rush defense. Thoughts on Eckler and Kamara? For me, I feel like Eckler is just, he's in such a good spot and has been pretty much doing it every week like i feel like we've talked about this a few times where um he hasn't had more than 15 carries since week nine and he's still getting at least 15 to 20 fantasy points so he's a guy who gets a lot of work in the passing game and if keenan allen he's out of this game that just means more likelihood uh, that eckler's going to have the five plus catch game that we um, have been seeing from him. So I really like Eckler and what he has been doing this year a little more than, than years past is he's scoring tons of touchdowns. He's got 15 it's touchdowns in the year. It's great to see, yeah. And uh, that is good for the upside. For someone at 8,300. Um, you need that. You need you that. Need that part of it uh, where you can't just get like these guys who five, five catches and 11 carries isn't going to, do it um, if you don't also have the ability to get multiple touchdowns, which we've seen out of Eckler. So um, I like Eckler because he's got that upside. He had a couple of fumbles last week, which you don't really like that. But um, if he didn't have the fumbles, he had over 20 fantasy points. So his floor is just pretty massive. And the the spot against the Giants is very good. Um, We might end up seeing him having more than 15 carries because uh, maybe they just crushed the, the Giants here. So, I really like Eckler. I think Kamara is in just an amazing spot, and people somewhat forgot about him. People don't want to play him because Taysom's a quarterback. Uh, we haven't seen Kamara since week nine, but he's another guy who's generally pretty active in the passing game, has good upside as far as touchdowns. Uh, people are going to be less wanting to play him because it's the the Taysom narrative, but that gives me more reason to want to play him. If if Eckler is going to be mega chalk, 
then you just in single entry tournaments or something, you switch, you pay 400 less for Kamara and right there you have, all he has to do is, is beat out Eckler and you're good. And, it could be 22. And, and I, I also want to point out though, is that Eckler, Kamara's production has been a bit hamstrung when Taysom Hill's in the game just yeah. because of the rushes. But I think if you don't play Taysom Kamara against the Jets, again, is very much in play, but it's not both together. Yeah, that I think that's a good way to think of it is you don't want to play them. If you're playing Taysom, you're playing him for the rushing. Um, you could, I guess, play them together and just hope that, who all knows, Saints run the ball 25, to, 30 times. It all like, goes to Taysom and Kamara. I mean, how many times did the Patriots run the ball against the Jets, right? Like, you, you could have them run it 40 times. It's or like, maybe or maybe Taysom throws two dump-off passes to, to Kamara. I mean, maybe that's the GP play is just stacking Taysom and Kamara. Yeah, I think he could. You could stack them, but I don't think you necessarily have to. Um, yeah, and then – But I, you, what you do is you do the Herbert stack. Mm-hmm. So you're already fading the Eckler. You do a mm-hmm. Herbert stack with uh, Kamara instead. That could be a – Good play. I want to move down the list here just a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, Mixon. Um, you know, Mixon and Chubb. I don't have a lot of interest in. Feel free to comment if you want to. But below them is going to be Leonard Fournette at seventy four hundred, who is a absolute smash bell cow at this point, specifically with his work in the pass game. And then Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, Pollard has something going on with his foot where he might not be playing, which I think would open up some pass work for Zeke. I know Zeke hasn't looked the best, but the volume would be there. So thoughts on Leonard Fournette and his Belkow role where he's been an absolute just like pass catching maven and then Ezekiel Elliott where he might have the backfield all to himself. Yeah, it's interesting on Zeke. Um, I agree with Mixon. It's kind of funny. He only had one touchdown last week and now um, his price came back down. But I probably, I think I'd lean Fournette just because we saw last week the Patriots just ran all over the Bills defense. Mm-hmm. and Fournette's so active in the past game. Like, th- this could be a very high-scoring game if and easily get a hand, and it just seems like Fournette is a key part of the offense right now. Um, so I like that. And then Zeke, I feel like no one's going to play him. When's the last time? Like, his upside just hasn't been there for a while. Um, I get the, the Pollard idea, but... So do you think he's going to have 20 carries? He hasn't had 20 carries since week five. and Without power around, he could get 20 carries. Yeah. Yeah, he just has the most – in the last six weeks, the most yards he's had is 51. It's just yeah, like – it's not great. For 7,300, it's tough for me to click him over Fournette just because of what we've seen recently and how they're using them. Versus, like, we're expecting, oh, without Pollard. Because at the end of the day, like, Pollard, it, did he really take that much away versus, um, like, he was only getting, like, 7 to 10 touches, right? So mm-hmm. I guess it depends. If you think Zeke can get 20 carries, he almost needs to get 20 carries yep. to do it because he just hasn't been as efficient um, as we've maybe seen from specifically Zeke in the past. Um, so it's just tough because like he hasn't had, he's not averaging like five yards a carry even and at yep. 20 carries. Like he, you really need him to hit the hundred yard bonus and like get a touchdown or two, I think for okay. him to be worth playing over Fortnite. So, and, and let's, let's move it into my favorite place. One's going to be Antonio Gibson at six K. I mean, out of the bye. He has seen in carries, rush attempts, 24, 19, 29, and 38. I mean, sorry, 28. So 28, sorry, 24, 19, 29, and 23. And then he's also, I mean, he is, the targets have been the best, but the last two weeks he has seen six and seven targets respectfully. He's being used as a bell cow right now. I mean, another 20 attempts in this game is definitely in play. I know McKissick was out last week, but even with McKissick in, he still saw some targets. So even if you're getting three or four targets with 20 to 23 attempts, against the Dallas Cowboys at 6K. Antonio Gibson, one of those guys where I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the lock. I've always been a big fan of this guy and to see him this cheap again after last week where he's put up 26 and 22 DK points back-to-back. I'm in. And then Josh Jacobs. Um, we know Kenny Drake, unfortunately, is hurt. He is out. Essentially, it's when Gruden got fired, 
we have seen Josh Jacobs more involved in this past game. I mean, just to go over the last five weeks, it's been four targets for four catches, five targets for five catches, seven targets for five catches, four targets for two, and nine targets for nine last week when Kenny Drake went out. Um, he's been used in the past game, and that has always been the big concern with Josh Jacobs is, is there work in the past game? And with Kenny Drake out and Jalen Richard on the COVID list, he might play, but either way, he was on the COVID list, test positive. You know, there, there's a world where he does see 15 to 16 to 18 carries and, and five or six targets. And it's 6,200 in a game where there's expected to be points scored. Um, I do like Josh Jacobs at 62. So thoughts on Gibson and Jacobs, two of my favorite plays. Yeah, I think they're both very solid plays. Um, and it's it's another reason why I don't think I'll end up on Zeke, just because for a thousand less you're getting, I don't want to say the same thing, but you're getting similar for Antonio Gibson in that same game. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny that Josh Jacobs, this is what we wanted Josh Jacobs, and we were told Josh Jacobs was going to be uh, a guy who's able to catch passes out of the backfield as well as be the, the bell cow back and match up against the Chiefs. Seems like a good matchup as well for pass catching running backs. Like it doesn't really get much uh, much worse than a couple weeks ago when he only had nine carries and he still had five catches in that game. So like his floor isn't that low as maybe it used to be when he pretty much had to get you his his rushing touchdown and if he got the ten a hundred yards. Um, now this year, like he has a better floor because he's catching four or five balls in these games. And it's not just like a, a one-off. He had nine catches last week, which that, I don't know, was that a career high for him? It might've been, but, um, he's been getting four five, seven, four. Um, he's getting a lot more targets than he was getting earlier this year and, and in years past. So, um, I like Josh Jacobs a lot and, I think the problem is people are probably going to play both of those guys. Like me. I'm, him and, and Gibson. So it's not really like you're playing him to play off of Gibson. A lot of people are going to play both. Um, a guy that you talked about earlier was, was Saquon Barkley, who if you're going to play against the Chargers, them, it's like Barkley and Tuba, Tuba even. Like, I don't know. We, we've seen what Tuba does in a full role. Problem is with Cam Newton, he doesn't really have too much like touchdown equity compared to when he was playing before. And I also want to point out that he has lost his pass game role to Amir Abdullah. Yeah, that too. I'm Um, off. I'm I'm off. Sell me on Saquon. Sell me on Saquon. All right, so it's tough to exactly sell you on Saquon, but at the end of the day, what it is is he. He's still getting high-value touches on this offense. While there's not a ton of them because it's the Giants' freaking offense and they're trash, he is the goal line back, and he's the preferred pass catching back. The attempts, not incredible, but still, you know, he's getting that Austin Eckler amount of attempts, um, you know, 11 to, to, to 14 or what, what have you. So, you know, I just look at a guy who's, you know, his snap rate's up in the 70%. Like, that's bell cow status in my opinion. He is the goal line back. He is the pass catching down back. And they're playing against the Chargers, who have been an absolute run funnel most of the year. I mean, I think if I, if I had to take a peek at it, the Chargers' run defense right now is 32nd DVOA, last in the league, and 31st in yards allowed per carry, second worst in the league. Um, you know, I think Jake Fromm starting. They're pro- they're in. I can't even keep up with the fucking Giants' injuries on their wide receiver positions. I don't know who's playing Lou. I have no idea. But regardless, it's, it's not all of them. So it just like it leads yeah. me to believe that like, you know, he, you know, I, is is the ceiling gone? I don't want to say so because I still think Saquon Barkley is quote unquote generational. But like, is this time? It, it, this is it's tough for me because he can always take I think one. The, to the problem house. is like his team though, right? Like, yeah, it's the problem is the team. If he has an open open field, sucks. yeah, that's the problem. The problem is the Giants' offense sucks. That's yeah. the problem. But like he he's not he that's the thing is like getting twenty or thirty like if he if he dropped a if he dropped a day with thirteen carries for seventy yards and a touchdown and five catches for fifty yards and a touchdown no one would be surprised no one would be like oh 
crazy game from Saquon Barkley, you know, like no one would think that, you know, I guess like, it's just like, we're getting a very good back, you know, albeit who's been injured in a great matchup. Yes. The offense sucks. That's why he's down at six K, but I still think Saquon Barkley is that kind of running back where it just takes one play for him yeah. to X his salary. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty I, of running and, backs. And that people you can aren't like going to play him. I don't think people are going to play him. Yeah, I think it comes down to a matchup. Like, yeah, but I guess the, like the that's Chargers. One. That's what I mean. Like, it's good. Like the Chargers give up plays like that. Yeah, I guess um, like Lou. But the thing is, like, you know, it's easy to say, but like Josh Jacobs ain't busting out a sixty-yard touchdown. Fournette ain't gonna do it. Like, I mean, there's just like we're talking about like guys who have that ability. Like, yeah, some got it for sure. But I mean, I think Saquon just has it more than some other yeah. guys. But that's where like we talk about upside. Like mm-hmm. you. I know a lot of times we'll talk about cash and floors, but when it comes down to it, like you don't really want to roster someone that doesn't have upside. Um, because when it comes down to it, like there's going to be upside needed in some of these lineups. And a lot of times there'll be one guy in your lineup gets 35 points. And then that's just a differentiator on the week. And it makes up for these other guys that hit floors. So that's where like someone who, gets as much work as Saquon where his his floor is still like eight to ten points, but he's not gonna come out of this game with like two points, you know. So that's where I, I mean is he a cash play? Like I wouldn't say he's a bad cash play, but I'm not playing him in cash but play. But he's like a, a secondary layer like he's behind yeah. Gibson and Jacobs in cash. Yes. But, but I think that, that makes I, him by, better in tournaments. Yes. 100%. Yeah, because all he has to do is it, if he breaks off a 60-yard touchdown. And right, catches five it, balls. Like. It, it, yeah, it doesn't even really matter what else he does because, like, as if he does that, he's already likely doing the same amount as Gibson or Jacobs, right? So it's mm-hmm. like that just gets you ahead of those other lineups. Okay, let's um let's let's try to wrap up running backs here. I feel like we could talk all day. Um, I think there's just a couple other options that – we need to be aware of are two situations I want to talk about. It's a 49er situation. They're hobbled. It looks like um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to play at 4,400, but also Hasty is like the only really healthy running back. Jeff Wilson has been battling with a knee injury a bit. Hasty is the preferred pass catching back against a Bengals team that gives up the most targets or receptions. I can't remember one of the two. Two opposing teams. So we got 4,400 Jeff Wilson, who he knows at least the goal line back. And 4K Hasty, who we know at least is the pass catching back. Interest in either one thoughts? Yeah, I think for me, it's like a lot of people are going to go and play Jeff Wilson. He's 4,400. We've seen him in the past be their lead lead uh, runner. How many times, though, even especially this year, how many times has a 49ers running back who starts the game and is expected? to do well get hurt on the first drive and then hey that's, i mean it's just stuff I mean, <laughs> just just play it's like a leverage within the own game it's like just play the backup running back for the 49ers and they'll get you 100 yards of touchdown. Yeah, i mean so i guess it's like I, I guess like what this comes down to and, and to be a bit concise here Lewis, i'm not playing jeff wilson jr at 4400 i like hasty i'm not playing either one but if i had to pick one i'd pick hasty at 4k um and, it, then, and that's crazy to me because like what's hasty done that really gets you on that. Like he's the most carries he has in a game is five. Yeah. In every other game, he is three or less with less than five rushing yards. Like it's just, a, he's a pass catching it's gross, but I'm not playing either one. I'm not, I guess I'm, I guess like what I rather play, see, I guess, but I'm not playing. You're saying either. the fact that Hasey's there is keeping me the off of Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Cause um, yes, you've That's seen Wilson catch balls as well. So I guess I'm, if, I'm just there's I'm someone concerned, else there for I'm concerned about the knee. Um, I'm not doing it. I could that could bite me in the ass in a couple days here, but I'm a, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. I also just wanted to go over this quickly. Um, Javante Williams. People are absolutely just above the you know. Oh, like Javante Williams. Like look at this dude. Like yeah, great things are gonna be good. But guess what? Melvin Gordon's back. Melvin Gordon's still taking fifty percent of that work. I don't care what. Fantasy Twitter has seen from Javante Williams. Like, the dude is good. But guess what? Vic Fangio does not give a fuck. He's playing Melvin Gordon. He's getting 50% of the carries. He's getting half half the pass work. 
And Javante Williams, I get it's the Lions, but guess what? I'm not even joking about this right now. I would rather play Melvin Gordon in DFS at 5,400 than Javante Williams at 5,900 because I think that he's going to get the same amount of work. I think it's a, it, it is, it is a, a bold, contrarian call. I, I truly believe in my heart that Javante Williams is a better running back than Melvin Gordon. There is zero doubt about it. But, like, we can't sit here and legislate usage. And Vic yeah. Fangio has not given a shit that Javante Williams is better all year long. Why is he going to care now? You know, it's not like Javante Williams. Javante Williams got a full workload last week, and they got fucking spanked. The only reason Javante Williams did great in fantasy was absolute garbage time. Yeah, garbage time, um, you know, same amount of fantasy points. But, like, Javante Williams started all game, and they got their shit kicked in. It's not like Javante Williams gave him a better shot at winning the game. So it's just like Melvin Gordon's going to come back. I'm not playing either. But Melvin Gordon's going to come back, and he's going to get his. And next year, it is Javante Williams to the moon. But I'm sitting out of Javante Williams in 2021. Uh, ran, ran over Lou. Sorry, I had, I had to go off the rails a bit there. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I, I was looking at that, the other guys in that mid-range. There, there's a lot of split backfields. But... Uh, yeah, who came out last week and is no longer on the injury report? Who, who is? I don't know. It it's somewhat bold, but um, Kareem Hunt is fifty six hundred, and before he got hurt, he was getting like twelve to fifteen carries and a few catches, and he's back down to fifty six hundred. Like he was in the six k range, so now he's like at a price, and people somewhat forget him. Um, if you want, just like a random dart in that mid range. Like I'd rather play him over Devonta. Devonta Freeman's been getting there. Cause he just gets a touchdown every week, but you could talk me into Devonta. If you were standing you Devonta Freeman right now, you could, you could do it to me. You could. So like, I think I'd rather play those two guys than Gordon. Yep. But you I'm also not, have, not, Oh, not you, know, you know who yeah. else you got? Who? Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't brought him up yet. Your uh, your boy Detroit Lions. They like, they have all the injuries right now. Godwin Igubweke. Godwin Igubweke. Sorry if I'm butchering that, folks. But Godwin Igubweke and Jamar Jefferson are splitting the backfield. Jamal Williams just a COVID list today. He's not playing. These are, I mean, is that Stoneman? I'm pretty sure it's Stoneman. Four K, yeah. Four K Stoneman. We have two Stoneman. Like, there's a good chance that Godwin Igubweke sees 14 touches at Stoneman. Is he the one that's going to be? He's a pass catching back. So Jamar isn't. Jamar's the. I think Jamar. Jamar takes carries. Jamar. So last week, with Swift out and Jamal Williams in, Jamal Williams, I believe it was he ran routes on twenty one percent of dropbacks. That's not good, folks. That's that that is a absolute thumper, one to two down thumper. But Godwin Ibubweke was around like 60, 70%. Like Godwin Ibubweke, I'm just calling him Godwin at this point in time. We're not talking about the Bucks Godwin at this point, just to be clear. But Godwin was the pass, is the pass catching back. I think Jamar Jefferson, well, he might catch a couple of balls, steps into the more Jamal Williams role as the one to two down thumper, and they continue to use Godwin as their pass catching back. Um, I, I, I think you know, that the Lions, one thing about the Lions. They're going to establish it. They, really? uh, no, I was going to say they, they trail a lot in games and like to dump it off to the running backs. So yeah. the guy that you're going to want on the Lions is the one who's, who's catching balls. Like that's why Swift has had his upside this year. Cause he's, it's not, he's not on the ground. Balls. Swift did not make his hay on the ground. It was, so, in the air. I would, I would say I would rather to, to go with Godman over hasty. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm and too. I don't. I haven't decided on him versus Wilson. We, we've gone absolutely off the rails at this point in time with running backs, Lou. I'm going to ask four K running backs. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask us to wrap up. Give me your, your your five, your pool of five running backs this week. Yeah, um, Eckler, Fournette, Jacobs, Gibson, and I'll go with Barkley. All right. I like the call. Moving to wide receiver, I think the first thing we got to talk about is the Chargers situation. We talked about Herbert as a guy that we do, in fact, like. Um, with Kenny Allen ruled out and Mike Williams, who was on the COVID list, but it was due to, to close proximity, close contact, but has since tested negative, and he only needs one more test and he'll be active. It seems there's a lot of positivity around Williams being active in this game. So Williams at 6K. 
um, is enough for me to lock Williams in, and it's also enough for me to leave Palmer and Guyton out. Thoughts on this Chargers wide receiver situation where folks are seeing value? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think what happened last week with, with Godwin, a lot of people are going to look at and say, oh, this guy had 15 catches, he had 17 targets, and this is a matchup. I want to get exposure to this game. And in a way, I feel like some people will forget about Mike Evans, who he was in that game last week. He also had 10 targets. I mean, they just decided to pass the ball a bunch of times. Um, Godwin, per usual, this seems safer in, in floor perspective. And now, now we're talking about Chris Godwin, just to get a Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris we're Godwin. Talking about um, so I think he's good. I'm not, like, itching to, to pay up at wide receiver, like, the last time Tyreek faced the Raiders, he had um, 7.83-2, which was one of his better games this year. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard trusting the Chiefs, and they're also highly priced now that it's almost not worth the risk. Because yeah. last week he had two catches for 22 yards, so the, like he's in his crazy ceiling. And then Diggs I already kind of mentioned, but um, – it's more of a matchup for these like short passes. So I don't know if um, Diggs has as much upside in this game as, as some other matchups. And he's the type of guy where like, he'll probably still get eight to 10 targets, but um, I don't really see him having one of those like explosion spots he had against the jets where he had 162 yards and touchdown. Uh, so I probably won't end up playing Diggs, and then, um, is Debo still questionable? But D- I don't know if I'm even gonna go there. But if Diggs, were, or I mean, if Debo were to play in this game, like, would he be getting the the running back role back? Um, I mean, I, I but I, you know, and you, I think you just brought up some I didn't even consider. For, if Debo plays, that he might also get six to seven carries. It's just so it's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, then it, it's like. I don't really want to play any of them. I I want to I I want to start with CD and Godwin this week. Um, CD is in a great spot, like I mentioned it before about uh, Washington defense. Both sides of that game, like you have CD and Terry, are both in very good spots. Um, and Godwin, so I, I really like the the low seven K range. Um, don't really love the eight K guys. So, a couple guys, I you know, we talked about. Let's, let's get to that 6K range. I mean, Hunter Renfro at 6,100. He seems like a guy that, at this point in time, is a pretty safe cash play. He's absolutely not going to kill you, especially with Waller continuing to be out. It seems like a pretty safe play. And then in, in that same 6K range, like we talked about Russell Wilson being better. I do like Lockett at 67. I think a lot more folks are going to go to DK Metcalf at 65, but in cash, Lockett to me, has been the better option. So thoughts on Renfro, 61, Lockett, 67. Yeah. I think I usually like playing the cheaper of the two. I think um, in a cash setting, I like Lockett usually. Um, and then Metcalf in, in GPP stuff because I think his ceiling, like multiple touchdowns, 100 yards plus, like he's generally – has that vibe where he could have like four or five catches and a couple touchdowns and 80 yards very easily. Um, but Lockett just seems to have a safer floor as far as cash goes. And he's been getting the work. Like he's the problem is, I know you said it earlier, like Russell's been playing better, but, and they generally have the targets just go to those two guys for the most part. But Unless Russ is getting the 300 plus yards, like it's limiting their upside. So I think we're both pretty much on the idea that um, we could see Seahawks doing well through the air against the Texans. Then um, I kind of like the idea of potentially double stacking them, but it's hard when you see Russ Wilson throwing for like. 250 max right now Mm -hmm. so that's where i think um i don't know if i can do it just yet and it seems like people are going to be playing locket more so then i'll end up playing 
DK in tournaments, but in cash, I would play lock it. So, so because of our, our running back plays, um, you know, for the most part, we're going somewhat cheap 6K range. Um, and because of our Taysom Hill range, and we'll get to our tight end later, um, we're, we'll find ourselves not having to pay down too much at wide receiver. Um, any other wide receivers that you are eyeing before we go to the pool, as I think wide receiver is a bit more straightforward this week than running back. Yeah, a couple guys in the mid-range. Um, Hunter Renfro, I think, is fine. Like Mike Williams is very good at 6K. Uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but without Keenan, Mike Williams has had multiple games this year where he already looked like the alpha, so this is his spot to be the alpha. Um, mm-hmm. We know his upside and for 6K. He is more upside than, than Hunter Renfro, but Hunter Renfro right now just looks like he's going to get eight catches for 100 yards every week. So <laughs> he's like a pretty safe play as well. So um, those two guys are good. And then a little cheaper. Um, I know it's gross, but Russell Gage had 11 catches, 130 yards last week. He had 660 oh. touchdown the week before. I mean, if you're if you're looking for guys in that range, like he's okay, they're gonna have to pass, and it's against the Panthers. Uh, but then yeah. uh, I I like in the same vein as him. I I'd actually prefer this other guy though, Beasley. So I was saying that I don't really love. It's a deep cut. Diggs, That's a deep cut. But five K, he hasn't been doing much recently, so people might be kind of off of him. But this matchup. Um, lines up well for Beasley of Beasley the, Beasley acting as like a um, extension of the run game through the pass this is kind of what I'm thinking here yeah and the Bucks give up these little short passes over the middle and that's where Beasley exactly. is is the exactly. best um so they basically Beasley's upside Beasley has the ability to be very similar as Renfro for a thousand cheaper. So I think instead of playing Renfro, I'd probably play one of these guys in the mid range, like a Metcalf that um, has higher upside in, in the sense that he can have hundred yard multiple touchdowns, which Renfro doesn't seem to really have that in him, but, um, and then go down from Renfro to a Beasley. And then the other guy similar, Jameson Crowder, especially if Elijah Moore isn't going to play, um, Jameson Crowder, he's we've seen it before, but it's the Jets. But um, he's another guy that can have five catches, 50, 60 yards at uh, forty seven hundred. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean Elijah Moore's health in the air. It's it's a decent play. Uh, Lou, sick of time. Pool of five wide receivers. If one is missing, touch yeah. on them real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Godwin, Lockett, CD Lamb. Uh, Beasley and Crowder. Love it. Tight end position. It, it is shitty this week. Everyone's oh, priced up. Yeah. What are we, the hell are we going to do? I I am uh, taking a bold stance here, folks. And I'm going with, uh, with Hawkinson doubtful. Uh, Brock, the Zebra King, right from the Lions is, is my punt play of the week and who I have been locking into my lineups is it provides me flexibility everywhere else, 25K. He's going to be starting tight end. Already caught a touchdown recently. He uh, There's some rapport there. He's the zebra king. The dude owns an exotic animals ranch, not like the, the tiger king with a cage. They're free to roam. He is the zebra king. Brock Wright, 2,500. Your thoughts, Lou? I mean, Zebra King. How can you fade the Zebra King? His name's Brock. He's the only guy on the slate whose name is Brock. Um, I just, it's last week, people played Foster Moreau at 2,700, and it literally did not matter that he only had one one catch. He was like 40% owned, and uh, in GPP is sure. Like, I wouldn't play Brock Wright in. A, G- in GPPs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But in cash, you just throw them in, and then you can literally play like every other guy that that we've been high on. Um, and it just it saves you so much salary. He's uh, he's basically five thousand dollars cheaper than Travis Kelsey, and like if he gets four points and Travis Kelsey gets twelve points, then it doesn't matter. So, right um, 
he's just he's he's a guy who if he falls into the end zone once then you're gonna need him most likely um but if you're gonna go more expensive like or if you're gonna change in that same range people have been talking about uh jared cook this week when when there was the injury news on the chargers but Mm -hmm. i mean is there it just seems like this is a week that Donald Parham is going to come out with a touchdown for 2,800. If you want to play someone off of Brock, right? Like I, either him or, or O'Shaughnessy, like O'Shaughnessy had six targets last week. We like joked about him, but he still has, he's getting, he's getting so the volume. Targets. He's getting so the volume. If you're going to play people off of Brock, right? I, I mean, O'Shaughnessy is like the safer one. Um, and Parham might actually get more ownership just because people just love the the idea of playing Parham at this point in time. And um, so, I mean, O'Shaughnessy might be the play, but I'm actually looking at um, Gerald Everett back to that Seattle game where we were saying mm-hmm. that targets are pretty condensed. This is the third guy that's getting targets on there. Um, is and Gerald if we're Everett. talking about Russell Wilson being healthy and we're talking about him looking better, the third yeah. option is not a bad play. So where I might be scared to do um, Wilson with both Metcalf and Lockett, I think it's more viable to play one of them with Everett. Um, And maybe that's where you do the Lockett one. You think like, oh, Lockett's going to get eight catches, 100 yards, but not the touchdown. Like Everett gets the touchdown, you know? So um, I kind of like Lockett for 3,500. Then... um, Besides that, it's it's pretty gross. Like Dawson Knox is in a great spot, but he's five K and he's That's Dawson too much. Knox. Everything everyone's um, just priced up for some reason. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Dawson Knox needs multiple touchdowns, likely. Like it he doesn't have a crazy yardage totals, so like five K for him. He's just been catching too many touchdowns this year. Um but like I I mean I don't hate Gronk at six K. Uh but George Kittle, I think in a, in a different week, I think we'd be smashing George Kittle. But the fact that he's coming off of 42 fantasy points and Debo is potentially going to be back in this game, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm going to end up playing Kittle at all. Um, but I don't know. Do you, do you really see any need to play pay for anyone above Everett? No. No, I mean, like, thing is, like, I think that, like, Andrews has been getting the volume at 5,900. Like, oh, it's yeah. nice. Like, I mean, the last five weeks, targets have been um, 9, 10, 10, 8, 10. But, like, he, Lamar just hasn't been connecting. Like, sure, maybe this is the week he connects. Like, I could see the upside. The upside's there because the volume's there and we know the big playability's there. But in cash, I'm just, I'm just not doing it. It's just not for me. And, like, Dalton Schultz, like, love the dude. I don't know. It's just it's a little it's a little different now. With I mean, things were great without Gallup, and now Gallup's back. The volume is still fine, but not enough to get me excited about playing him. Um, so it's just it's it's a, it's a it's a pure punt um, at this point in time. So I mean, I'm I'm cool with Everett, but I I'm on Zebra King Brock Wright this week. Yeah, just a, a fun little side note here. If uh, Brock Wright uh, first touchdown is plus five thousand on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, so. You want to go get yourself a little bit of cash? Brock Wright will be catching the first. You know that I love my, my first touchdown bets. <laughs> um, uh, was that Monday? Yeah, Monday. Uh, Zach Moss was so egregiously missed Bryce. It was like plus five hundred five thousand for him yeah. because he was like a late add to being active. And I mean, yes, they scored one touchdown in the whole game, but he. Uh, he, he got, was, he I got, think he had he got, the most carries for them. Yeah, he, he had three high value targets. In yeah. I mean, like he, he he had an opportunity, so it was not a bad call. Um, it definitely wasn't a nine to to one chance at him scoring a touchdown in that game. So, so. pool of th- pool pool of three tight ends, Lou. Uh, Brock Wright, Everett, and then I'll go with Andrews. I love it. Let's shift over real quick. Close this out here. With the defense, um, you know, it's kind of what fits. We play this game every single week, you know, what fits. But some of our favorites, um, I think the Browns versus the Ravens, 2,700 for the Browns. I mean, this was 10 to 16 game last week. Um, that one feels pretty good. And then the Seahawks are only 3,100 playing the Texans. 
Lou, any other thoughts on these defenses? Yeah, I think um, those are pretty good. Uh, it's it's the type of thing where I think we're both expecting that that Browns Ravens games to be somewhat low scoring in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if everyone's going to be on the Browns. For 100 more, you can just pick the Ravens, and it's basically the same idea in that game. Maybe one just gets more sacks or or a fumble recovery or something. So I kind of like doing that as a, a little leverage. Um, and then the, the Lions every week just seem to get four to six fantasy points, no matter who they play and no matter how Yes, they they're sticking in. They're um, sticking in. And I, it, they're better than the Jets. They're better than – the Jets are playing the Saints. People might say, oh, he just threw four picks last week, but the Jets just don't. I had early in the year, I kept picking the Jets over the Lions. The Jets would get one, Mistake, two points, Mistake. and the Lions were getting four or five points. So I've learned my lessons on that. So if I'm going to go cheap, it's going to be the Lions. If I'm going to go mid range, it's probably the, the Browns or, or Ravens. Uh, Seahawks are, are great. They're in a great spot as well. Um, and I don't know. I don't think you have to get too fancy at defense this week. Um, we haven't really talked much. Uh, one thing I feel like maybe part of our process should be like in, in these shows is, uh, a game that we didn't really talk about much as far as like good plays in was the, the Bengals and the four, four Niners and as well as the Panthers Falcons. So if, if we're not expecting them to be like a lot of great plays in there, then maybe those are, um, defenses that we should be considering. Like, the the Panthers oh, the Panthers are they, they haven't been bad on defense all year. I mean, I I could see a world where we, we want to play the Panthers, Panthers a lot, and they're facing the Falcons. I just realized they're the same price as the the Ravens, so that's why I'm like, well, maybe we play the Panthers. Maybe the Panthers are, are the pivot off of the Browns then. So yep. cool. I mean, the the Falcons are just so dead out there. We um, we spent a lot of time hammering the running back, so we're a little over our normal time. Lou, final thoughts, week fourteen. Main slate draft yeah. I think, um, no, not, not really much. It's, it's relatively easy to fit on salary because I don't think there's not crazy guys at, that are. With Taysom and Brock Wright. With Taysom play. and Brock Wright, you can fit a lot. Yeah, just play Brock Wright till when he gets zero catches, but <laughs> um, it's fine. You, you just eat the zero. This is going to be a week where we're going to get two zeros in cash and still be perfectly fine. We're going to pick the. The Browns, and it's going to be the one week that the a Browns Ravens game becomes like, Those are like fifty-six points. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, just play Brock Brock Ray in print. All right, and for Lou at Lou Dog uh, Lou Dog Sherman, for me Tyler at FF Tyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody, love them later. When we add up all those inches. That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.